0: i think from the physical book so i was just asked a few minutes ago to do a reading so i jumped to something that I let the great spirit find this page and it seems like a good one here we go i think it's from the chapter we agnostics which is kind of meaningful to me uh, we needed to ask ourselves but one short question do i now believe or am i even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. That was great news to us, for we had assumed we could not make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things on faith, which seemed difficult to believe. When people presented us with spiritual approaches, how frequently did we all say, I wish I had what that man has. I'm sure it would work if I could only believe as he believes. But I cannot accept, as surely true, the many articles of faith which are so plain to him. So it was comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level.
1: I think that's page 59. It's page 47 in the book, in the uh, fourth edition. I'm going to read it again so it's page 47. It's the second paragraph. It goes, "We needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself?" As soon as a man can say that he has he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this single cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. So on actually, step two is we come to believe. We came to believe that something greater in ourselves could restore us to sanity concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink. So... It's a willing to believe, uh, what do you say? A willing to believe, or a belief, or you're going to come to believe. (laughs) If you just take practice this program, you're going to come to believe of a higher power, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't, obviously, God is just a name, but something that's moving in your life that has done for you what you couldn't do for yourself. So some of us have a simple very clear demonstration of it we were in the condition that no human power could relieve us of this condition yet something does and some of it it was it was like a lightning bolt others it ta- it goes comes over time but a lot of people who have lived with an urge to drink suddenly realize after usually a couple of months that they don't have that urge anymore. Now, they didn't even know when it left. They come to, they become aware of it maybe a couple of weeks later and this this constant obsessive urge has been removed and it looks like they had nothing to do with it. So we come to believe that a power greater than ourselves, whatever you want to call that, is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves, basically. Yeah, now, You know, agnostics have the same faith that other people have. They just have faith there is no God, you know? And other people have faith there is a God. But faith is there in both conditions. Yeah? To me, that's the force we're talking about. There's faith. And faith is the true... uh, It's where the effects come from. The whole process of AA is perhaps there's a different, a better way, living on a different basis, and the basis is, instead of living in trust or faith in finite self, we now live in faith or trusting the infinite, whatever you want to call it or not call it, yeah? As long as it's not what you call self, so to speak, yeah? So faith is the big mover and shaker. And what we're doing, we're just at the effect or we're watching the effects of faith, calling it our life, yeah? And then that current of faith can be directed and changed and hopefully coming to terms with that you're fucked pretty much and uh, you're not managerial quality will open up for that faith, the, the direction of that river of faith to change. Now, you're going to observe that it had changed, but you probably will not come to the conclusion you've changed it. You'll just observe that it's changed. And to me, that's the attitude of sobriety. You see that something, or whatever you want to call it, is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. For me, it was very flamboyant because I got struck sober. Well. So I had lived in a, under that condition of no human power, including my own, could relieve me of this condition that I was in, yet something did. Yeah. And I sure knew it didn't come from me. I didn't, you know, rub two sticks and the fire of sobriety started. It wasn't like that. It was basically a huge surprise to me. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) So, yeah, that's how I see it. And uh, you could switch the believe to, uh, instead of believing or willing to believe, just willingness, just to listen to some suggestions. Let's forget about uh, the big mover and shaker, just listen to some suggestions about, hey, come back to the next meeting and stuff like that. And something will trigger and start rolling in your life. Yeah. And hopefully you'll end up in the habit of being sober. Yeah instead of trying to live something you can't do, which is maybe do no harm, you'll be doing less harm, which is a great improvement, yeah? <laughs> so I see sec the second step, I think they speak about it in the 12 on 12, that the first two steps are reflective steps. The first step is you're reflecting on what it was like under the influence of alcoholism and drugs, and then the second step is what it's like to be in sobriety, you know? And you come to believe in sobriety that something is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Yeah. So to me, it's an observational thing. And so I listened to suggestions, uh, started going to meetings, putting up chairs, doing whatever. And after eight weeks, I hadn't drank in eight weeks, blew my mind. Yeah. And my conditions in life were changing. I wasn't depending on someone to put me up. I got moved into like a residence hotel in San Francisco who mostly there was Europeans there studying English. And I got a German roommate uh, and uh, they fed you three times a day, and you paid weekly. And that was my first sort of move in, into independence, yes and uh it's and then it just took off from there. So I came to believe through an observation that something was doing for me, what I couldn't do for myself. And if that's the case, and if that's the working formula, let's just expand on what I can't do for myself. Yeah, So I can't keep myself sober, far out. What a great relief that is. But something will. fantastic. I'll let it, yeah. <laughs> so all these four this isn't a lot of the things we try to run away from are these uh, either eating either, either real or, or perceived uh, responsibilities that seem to be unbearable. So we just want to get loaded or something to forget it all. And yet the greatest thing is this idea that we have to do everything, and to have that lifted, And really, something else is going to keep you sober. Hallelujah, man. It's great. It's great news for people like me anyway. Yeah. So, and all I have to do is some simple stuff a day at a time. Wow. It's worked for over 35 years. (laughs) Even my Toyota died after 25 years. So, sobriety is is he, more reliable than a Toyota, which is fucking saying a lot, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, come to believe, don't come to believe. Just get in, just do simple suggestions and see what happens. yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, there's so many funny things, So many people, not so many, but I used to witness a lot of people. Who hate AA, and then they leave, and the only place they they can go back to is AA. (laughs) Uh, There's no other solution, so they always end up back in AA with a story that I hate AA. Yeah, oh, that's funny. So. I would it would be a weird relationship to hate the source of, let's say, my water supply. You know, I think it would be important to be on uh, nicer terms with what's keeping me sober, but whatever. So yeah, that's how I see it today. Uh, belief is a force. I believe it's a... Uh... See, funny, belief can be... Uh, past beliefs, and they can be rigid and uh, mm, easily broken and yet intensely uh, defended, where I see faith more as a movement, a force. And faith is sort of like a neutral force that's going to manifest in a certain way based on what it's put into. So... I saw what faith could do with thoughts, yeah? Where the faith and the thoughts in this head completely uh, had me believing a lot of false evidence, a lot of false evidence, and uh, and made me a really, I was at the effect of yesterday and tomorrow, unbelievably, I couldn't respond to the moment I could only react to the moment from the past. And uh, it was a slavery. And I believe what really, really uh, gave life to that slavery was misplaced faith, really. There was so much faith in the finite self, it basically was killing me. So now that faith through the program has has been redirected to the infinite. and that same faith that was driving me crazy by what it was put in is now enriching my day by what it's put in so yeah there's a part I, if you don't mind I'd like to read on page 52 in we agnostics out of the I think out of most of the books it's the same page or page 53 and this is uh this is about faith so it says He's talking about they're trying to talk to agnostics and make it as easy as possible for them to enter the program. And he goes, okay, that was natural, but let us think a little more closely. Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith? And then he has that as a question mark. So it's something to ask, yeah, while we're reading it. For did we not believe in our own reasoning? Well, see, this is it. We're believing in our own reasoning, and you're going to find out it's not your own reasoning. It's it's uh, it's a stock version of an alcoholic head, so to speak. Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? Another question mark. What was that but a sort of faith? Another question mark. We had been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason. Or you could say an extreme trust in finite self. Okay, you could say the same way. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith, not a faith, we didn't discover that Catholicism, it's not talking about a faith. It's talking about faith as a force, so to speak. In my view, you know, that's how I'm seeing it. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. That's an imp- incredible statement. It didn't say, well, faith was involved some of the time, not much of the time, very rarely in time. It says all the time. So if you look at it it's saying that faith is what has brought to us, brought us to this situation whatever situation it is or the combinations of situation mental emotional physical circumstantial financial health everything like that it's saying here an incredible statement that faith has been is what has brought us to where we find ourselves right now wow incredible All the time. So, we, in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time, which is one way or the other. The softer way is by listening, the harder way is having to live through a a life that has faith being directed into the finite self. So, I think we all learned the latter way. We learned that there was an inordinate amount of faith in finite self that was killing us. And now we look at great joy, the relief the program has brought us because it has done for us what we couldn't do for ourselves, which was to direct the faith from something other than self to something other than self, yes? Yeah, so, yeah. I think faith is like gravity or like dark matter or what they, they talk about these forces. I think faith is a force, a huge force. And I believe it's truly neutral, but it's going to appear by the vehicle it's put in. And I mean, if you you don't see that faith was what has destroyed you through taking all the thoughts as being yours, I don't see how, you know, to me, it's obvious as hell. So, And now there's faith in something other than the head and my life looks a whole lot different a day at a time than it used to. Yeah? Yeah. Novato, where I live, is pretty much the same. And A eucalyptus tree is still the same. The pine trees and the redwoods are still the same. There's dirt and then there's space and then there's wind and shit. That's still the same but my freaking traveling through it has changed dramatically. Yeah. Because I do not have faith in the head. I don't. I think the faith in the head is the condition it produces is false evidence appears real. That's what happens. Yeah? Now that faith in the infinite allows me to see false evidence as false evidence, then it doesn't appear real, then I don't at react to it, and I end up don't. And now I don't have to do too many eight steps or nine steps because I bring the shit to six and seven before they manifest. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't do any eight or nine steps for years now. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because I take whatever I see, I see is not me. I bring the step six and seven, I ask that power. I, I you know, I proclaim I'm entirely ready for it to have all of me or the good and the bad. And I turn that shit over that I've noticed starting to try to uh, grow in the head and bring it right to that. And I don't get to do, I don't step on anyone's toes and I don't have to go look for them to make amends. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. The least working aspect of the working steps is eight and nine, I think, which is great. The most working aspect of the working steps is six and seven. Yeah. But eight and nine, very rarely now. That's fantastic, I feel. I probably could have had this produced if I lived in a cave by myself. I probably wouldn't be doing too many eight or nines. But (laughs) I'm having the same effect living in society, so to speak, rubbing shoulders with a lot of people and situations. Not bad. So, all right. Well, open it up, man. Thanks, Chris, for the share, for for the uh, reading. If anybody has a question
0: or a short comment, you can raise your virtual hand. Chris B would like to come back in and say something, Paul. Come on, Chris. Thank you. Sorry, I just somehow minimized everyone and now can't see. Oh, there you are. Um, so, Paul, I mean, you've described like a couple several times being struck sober. Like realizing you're not managerial quality, and that really makes sense. And then you said after that you you came to see that a power greater than yourself was keeping you sober. But like, yeah. had you had you not had many experiences before that of being shown that you weren't managerial quality, like 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 we all have. I mean, for you, like being in a hospital for six months, and what 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 made that time what was was it just like there's just like you gotta hit the absolute bottom or something
1: no i think it's just grace i don't know i can't explain it it could have been that wasn't the worst day i ever had yeah so it it wasn't like the deepest i had ever dived into the depths of the bottom it wasn't like that it was like a regular day at the office i hadn't been arrested was around i guess 11 or 12 in the morning. That was success in some ways. So I was not like a, a, you know, Dante's Inferno. And I was, yeah, it wasn't, it was a regular day at the office. I was just trying to stay loaded to try to outrun all those things that I felt were chasing me, guilt and shame and remorse and everything else. Yeah. Because I had actually crossed the line of I had spent two years in a program and I got my hopes up and they were deflated dramatically when I left that program. And I actually felt the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body was the most seemingly hopeless it had (laughs) been those last few months, really. So I was just staying loaded if I could, which I was fucking pissed about because I didn't have much money and I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And my ability to convince others to do what I wanted was decreasing precipitously. I was one fucking angry person, really. I was super pissed. And at that point, I was just trying to drink myself drunk, you know, so I wouldn't think much. And then something just intervened and struck me sober. And I truly believe now it would have died on the vine unless I got introduced to a program of recovery. And that's what happened. I ended up at my first AA meeting that night. And uh, I was introduced what, to what was going to allow me to stay sober. Yeah. So I did not get sober in AA. I stay sober in AA. I got sober through higher power or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Stay sober, I needed a way of life. <laughs> and so I uh, was introduced to it, and I haven't broken that relationship in 35 years. Yeah. So well, now I'm in the habit of being sober. I don't think about going to meetings, I think about which one. Yes. It's not a, yeah, it's just the way it works. I'm a real believer in habits yeah, because habits are actions without thoughts. And if the problem resides in the head, then thoughts could be uh, an arm of the problem. And you don't want to think about your sobriety. You want to do your sobriety. (laughs) Yeah. So you're in the right habits. And after a while, you're in the habit of being sober. Those grooves get deep and those are your insurance policies. Yeah. Yeah. You're maybe not going to be enthusiastically willing every day. But if you have the right habits, you'll have a bridge from those points of willingness to another point of willingness. You won't drown. Yeah? Yeah. A willingness doesn't have to look enthusiastic. It's just uh, you have been crowned with a sober assessment that you're fucked and you're not managerial quality. So basically, yeah, Yeah, so that's how it, that's how it seemed to to happen. It was just, uh, it was a boring regular day at the office, just coming out of a blackout, sitting across from someone I didn't know, drinking a cheap bottle of Royal Gate Vodka, having no place to go, no money in my pocket, not having a, pot the piss in or anything. yeah, and uh lo and behold, I was surprised and by the time it was eight o'clock that night, I was in my first AA meeting at a Salvation Army in uh, San Francisco. yep, yeah, so it was quick. It was a quick maneuver. And then I went to a meeting the next day. That was the that was very important. I couldn't, I the funny thing is, I came out of my first night of sobriety when I woke up or came to. I had some wisdom already, which says I gotta call this AA and find out if they have an earlier meeting, because I definitely knew I wasn't gonna make it till eight o'clock at night. And I called AA, whatever, the phone, and they told me there was a noon meeting not far from where I was, Guerrero and 17th in San Fran. And I went to that noon meeting, and that became my home group. I stayed, I went to that noon meeting for a long time. And, uh, yeah, there, there it went. And then more got revealed, yeah? I mean, hmm. you know? I mean, you know, a case in a court isn't always, isn't just, uh gathering evidence there's a point where the evidence is presented and a case is made yes so there was tons of evidence of my defeat in this life i didn't need to gather any more evidence i needed a fucking i needed it to be presented in a certain way and it was suddenly presented with you're fucked and you're not managerial quality that was basically it (laughs) and then they let me out of court, but my probation in a way was going to be recovery. Yeah. I was going to go to meetings. No one ever said this, but this is what happened. And I stayed on probation for the first few years because I didn't trust me as far as I could throw me. And then I got in, sort of got into the habit of being sober. And uh, yeah, I started to rely on something that's reliable, truly and constantly relied on it in moments where I could have went the other way, which were great demonstrations. If you don't mind, I'll tell you a story that was very profound in my early sobriety. So I was looking to buy a car. Now, when I was loaded, I was looking to steal a car. So there was that was a great progress. Before, I'd be looking to steal the car. Now, I was looking to buy the car. <laughs> that was great. So I was looking to buy a car, and I knew the people, and so they let me try it. So I would, I drove down to Santa Cruz. Not, <laughs> they may have thought I was going to drive around the block. I took it for an hour and a half spin, which is, you know, my sense of entitlement. So I go down to Santa Cruz, And I'm driving and and I'm going to drive back and there's a mountain road from Santa Cruz to going north in California. And it's it's scary when it's not. Well, even when it's in good weather, it's scary. It's like a two lane highway and going around these turns and it was raining and I hydroplaned. Yes. So my my car just lifted. And the funny thing was. Time slowed down unbelievably, where I was almost doing like twiddling my thumbs to wait to hit the uh, guardrail because it was going so slow. And I said, I'm going to know what happened when I hit the guardrail. And I just touched the guardrail, but I was pointing the wrong way without the lights on. And people were like clipping themselves a little bit with their cars. You know, it was like creating a huge uh, havoc. I get the lights on and then I get in the car. And I'm gonna, and I'm just gonna take off, yeah. Because I feel like someone's gonna, all these cars are gonna stop. I cause the whole fucking thing. Someone may die. I'm splitting, and I'll just drive a couple of, yeah, uh, you know, things down and then pull off and hide in a woods or something or in a garage. That's the, that was the alcoholic thought, and it was so compelling to run. But what I did is I just pulled into the rest area where all these people were pulling over. And I waited, which was unbearable. And then the cops came and a fire truck came. And now they're there. And I'm thinking, all right, you know, I'm going to go to get arrested for starting this whole chain of events. And then the cop goes, does anyone want to say anything or, you, you know, force charges or whatever? And no one said shit. And he says, and he says, all right. And he starts looking around everyone's cars, looking underneath it. He says, okay, you can go, you can go. Comes to me, goes, looks at, and he goes, you can go. (laughs) Now the funny thing is, it was I would, it was. There was no way I would ever do that. I would always run, like run, 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 and I didn't. Yeah because of the influence of recovery. yeah, It was amazing. I, I stayed there, took ownership, was ready for the results and nothing happened. It was like the symphony came and they were banging the big drum, but there was no crescendo, nothing happened. We, everyone just drove away and it was like nothing happened. But it was huge for me. It was huge because I there was a demonstration of aligning with the infinite rather than finite self because finite self was telling me to fucking take off, like strongly, very strongly. And I didn't do it. And this was like the, the, the breaking of the back yeah, of the reliance on self. And they were demonstrations. And this would happen where the first impulse was me to take off and then I stayed and I took care of the situation, and it worked out incredibly. And so I came to believe over and over again. Yeah, when push came to shove, I went the other way. It was great, fantastic, yeah. So I grew in the habit of being sober. And the funny thing is, when I left that event, I had one of those voice recorders, and I recorded it. So my head wouldn't give me false evidence later. I had it recorded my gratitude for, look at what happened. I, I I faced the music and nothing freaking occurred. Now, it doesn't mean that's always going to be the case, but it was the case that night. And it really broke the back of that reliance on self. Seriously, because it was compelling me to take off very strongly, very, very strongly. And it was giving me a lot of evidence. Look at all these cars, you know. I caused this whole thing. So... Yeah, if you're new, if you're trusting this program and it demonstrates that that trust was valued, then honor it, you know, because the head is going to forget miracles in a half an hour. It is, it's going to, it's going to dwell on an imagined slight for 40 years. It's got a very biased view. Yeah, it's self-centered. So when when something starts working that it has nothing to do with, honor those demonstrations. Yeah, truly. And that back will be broken. It will. You're not going to be in the f- struggle of reliance on self, reliance on infinite. Rel- it's not like that. You're, move, you're moving out of the gravitational pull of self, and you're moving into another gravitational pull which is much stronger than the gravitational pull of self. Yeah, you're still maybe getting radio signals from the gravitational pull of self, but you're in a new jet stream now, you are. And sobriety progresses, recovery progresses. Yeah, yeah. You'll have those moments when you're breaking and you're leaving the gravitational field of self, you will. Yeah. And it gets its back broken. It does. The last time it really made a big yahoo was that when the woman picked me up to take me back to San Francisco after I got whacked. My head tried to talk her into getting cocaine, dirty magazines, renting the hotel room. She had followed that equation with me many times. Hadn't been that satisfying for her. So she said, no, you got to go to an AA meeting. And that was the last howl of the, the last act of howl I've heard of from alcoholism in 35 years. That was the last one where it fucking howled at its little moon. Yeah, seriously. The amount of urge I lived under was unbelievable and compared to, and the absence of it is still unbelievable. To not be moved by that which was moving me constantly is unbelievable, really. I mean, the problem does not exist for me like it used to, no fucking way. The problem may still be pregnantly available, but it's not existing like it used to. That is fucking for sure, yeah? That urge has been removed. And if it can go slowly or quickly, but it's going to be the result, yeah? Yeah, so. Hmm. Thanks, Paul. It's Thank sort you. of like if you're here and you, you if I, I have a female dog, and so when I'm walking it and she's not fixed, so you check out a dog, and if it has two low-hanging balls, it's a little bit of a threat. Now all those dogs of alcoholism are neutered. Yeah, they're not, there's no big bald fucking dogs of alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> as of right now. Yeah. So, hallelujah. Eh? Yeah. So, I'm a great believer in belief and faith. Truly. I think faith is, is what moves mountains, really. And some of the mountains it moves, it just re- reveals them as molehills. That's what it does. It doesn't have to move any mountain, it just reveals them as molehills yes, faith,
0: faith, yeah yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I just you know you said the thing about the court case and uh, gathering the evidence and presenting the evidence that there, there there's an, there's there's plenty of evidence here, as you said, yes. and i don't, i don't I'm living proof that you don't need a physical substance self does not need a physical substance to destroy you. No. Well,
1: it's already convicted you. See, you've already been convicted in the court of self. You've already been convicted. You're not going to win a court battle in there. You're not. You've already been convicted. You're just living out a sentence. Don't you feel like you're being withheld from things? You can't can't entertain possibilities because you're not worthy or you're not this or you're not that. That's called bondage, bondage. This is we have to be relieved of the bondage of self. The bondage of self is you can reach 12 feet, but you're only reaching six feet. Yeah, Something is constraining you or restraining you all a lot of the time. Yes no it's it's, a, it's your being amazing. Becomes something you your being becomes something you have to become worthy of when you are that being, it's insane. You have to prove that you're worthy of being that's insane, it's, those, it's those, totally are insane. The, those are
0: the exact words I use you just said them exactly that's those exactly it's actually amazing to me how how you describe alcoholism how it's the same thing that's what's happening here without the alcohol
1: well it's actually (laughs) described selfie yes and to me you can be a you can be an addict without any substance because the the original addiction is the head addicted to this idea of self (laughs) that's the original addiction i mean it's we we're the... taking ourselves to be the drug. Yeah. Self is the drug of the head.
0: It's an addiction without an intervening substance.
1: <laughs> it doesn't need it. <laughs> it. If it wants to get truly flamboyant, it'll pick something up, but it can it doesn't need any implements for its magic trick. No. The head is addicted to this idea of being you. It is. It's way out of proportion Yeah, you're completely concerned if you feel a certain way. You don't give a shit if other people feel that certain way. I mean, your your sphere of, let's say, giving a shit may uh, meet the size of your family, if you're fortunate. But usually the self-centeredness is just so incredible. Yeah. Watch the movies when someone dies and someone's holding the person who's dying and says to that person who's dying, you can't do this to me. You can't. isn't that insane? You know what I mean? Wouldn't you like maybe just shut up and move away and let the person have that moment of passing through? But no, I can't believe you're doing this right now. We had that dinner engagement for set for tomorrow. I already bought the fucking dress. It's what insanity. Yeah, we are so deep up this ass, it's normal. It's weird, it truly is. It's normal to be preoccupied with something that's not happening. It's normal, that's insane. It is, if you looked at it, all the things that you could be engaged with right now, you're engaged with something that's not happening. <laughs> that's insane. That's uh, that blows my mind, literally. Yeah. Mm. It
0: is. It is insane.
1: But hey, there's a solution. This is the great news. This is why we can be fearless and thorough about our discussing that which has defeated us, because we're not it. Yes. We're not it. We don't have to hide something because it's our uncle or shit. No, we're not a, We're not affiliated or related to it. It's a mechanical mental activity. Yeah, you're not it. All right. Then you can be, can I be fearless and thorough about it? Definitely. Yeah. Has it defeated us? Yes. Did it defeat us? Yes. Will it probably defeat us? Probably. Unless we start seeing something. Yeah. Because it'll defeat us in recovery, not as flamboyantly as it does in active addiction, but it will, re- it will defeat us in recovery also. It will.
0: How, how to be, how to be fe- fearless is not a word I would use to describe myself.
1: Well, yes, but it's not your self isn't fearless, but there can be fearlessness coming through us. Not as self, but... You can definitely feel as concerning self because it's not you. You can gather knowledge of self, which is very valuable. Self-knowledge avails us nothing, but knowledge of self has a lot of value because it's going to culminate into a recognition you may not be, or you're not that. And that's guaranteeing a loss of interest in it for sure. Yeah. It needs to be, you know, the, i i often do
0: just like the other day i really saw uh, that ain't me (laughs) but the volume then seems to go up or you know eventually and then
1: well you just stay with it yeah you just stay with it you don't have to just it's not stay with it that's not me. That's not me. That one recognition is going to garner more recognition. Don't have, have faith in this process. Yeah. This is the whole thing we say in recovery, trust the process. Yeah. Stay on the operating table. Don't get up. Don't play doctor and things are going to work out. That's been my experience as they say. Yeah. So yes. So False evidence appearing real. Man, there could be a lot of that. But maybe if you look at your idea of you is actually false evidence appearing real. And maybe if you tell the truth about this false evidence appearing real, it'll be much easier to recognize false evidence appearing real. Yeah? It's my very difficult to recognize false evidence appearing real from false evidence appearing real. It's very fucking difficult. Yes, it is. But if you see the false evidence that's appearing real here, if you can see it, it's going to give you eyes to see false evidence appearing real here. And then that false evidence will not appear real to you, yeah? Nor to others, because it's not going to compel an action that's going to leave a mark out here. It isn't, yeah? Yeah. You don't know how many moments in the day you're saved by recognizing false evidence is not real. So so many fucking holes you could have fallen into and shit have been avoided by just having the ability to f- recognize false evidence, yeah, when it's wanting to appear real. Yeah. Why is false evidence presented to you? You're the only thing that can have it appear real to your reality what did, what, what yeah. did you mean?
0: What did you mean by that? There's so many times during the day
1: that you don't realize so many times during the day you would have taken false evidence to be real and you would have fucking done something yes, based on that misunderstanding. Now you have a lot of freedom because there's a seeing of false evidence appearing real where it can't even sprout yet, yes, it That's just. True the seed dies and then it attempts to present maybe more false evidence and it it can't grow a good crop because you're not buying it anymore yes yeah but it feels it's
0: kind of like yeah that is that's true it just feels a little bit like standing in fire sometimes
1: well it's better than living in hell i'd rather stand in fire for a second than live in a hell thinking it's cool. Yeah. I'd rather, you know, be able to recognize fire as fire instead of calling it home.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is like like I can't can't go back to the way things were for sure, but I don't I don't feel a lot of trust, I guess, in the infinite.
1: Don't worry. It's not you that doesn't feel it. Don't trust that that's saying it doesn't have any trust. Yeah. Just take yeah, you've danced with something for quite a while. This isn't taking another dance step forward. It's taking it back. So you see more of what you're dancing with. yeah and more gets revealed. It's true. I
0: do actually feel like i'm I'm seeing more, and I can actually see where the the where the motivation the given motivation is actually coming from.
1: Yes, great. It's yeah. good. Yes, you're going to be at its effect. <laughs> the,
0: the, the The standing in fire part is, and this is funny to me. Sorry, not funny, but you know, like I don't have a substance problem, so like for me, to for me stepping back and not going with my old motivations is like, like my outward actions are like less successful than they were before. I used to be just very very driven to succeed and blah 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 and that is what I'm stepping back from and seeing that that where that was coming from and it's unhealthy so it's it's not like woohoo I I gave up drugs it's like the opposite <laughs> it's like I gave do you know what I'm saying
1: yes I do but this is not the end of it yeah so something regroups and grows in a different manner, in a different direction, and has a huge bloom. So that's
0: what I feel is happening. I re- I really you know, really I really do.
1: Yes. But I,
0: I I just feel like it's slow and and I'm clingy and <laughs> I'm dragging it out longer than it needs to be. <laughs>
1: you ever see when you have to a lot? Sometimes you just keep cutting off the the infected branch. But everything that's growing is a little smaller and lost its color. Sometimes you just got to cut it down to the root and then it regrows. Yeah. So this is what happens with some of us. A lot of shit has to be undone before new shit can be done. So you go through a process of getting undone and then redone in another manner so you can face life successfully a day at a time. That's yeah. how it feels.
0: Is it? I, I just want to make sure this is helping people because I don't want to like take over the whole meeting here. I uh,
1: don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> but what? Okay. I mean, that is how it feels. Actually, what you just described.
1: There you go. Yes. But it's because new. It progresses also. So, AA promotes, or these these talks hopefully will promote uh, change, like everything else. But this will be directed change, which is called growth. Yes. Yeah? So. The growth of a flower, not a flower constantly changing, but the growth is a necessary aspect of the flower. It has to grow towards the sun and then it flowers. So this is directed change. Yeah, that's growth. We were just changing, trying to change how we felt all the time. And it just grew stagnant and mutated. It didn't go anywhere. Yes? This is different. You're growing and you're going somewhere, and there's a newness to it, even though it looks like you're doing the same thing. There's newness in your days, yeah, because you're fresh and shit.
0: Yeah, a lot of the newness is actually it's actually the problem, not the problem, but I don't I don't like new.
1: (laughs) And ask who is it that doesn't like new. If you're not that, you'll lose interest in the opinion, I don't like new. And you may find you do like new. Yeah, this is the old thing. There's an old Zen saying, you know, something like, uh, stop trying to attain the truth. Just, just uh, give up your just cherishing your opinions. Yeah. So your opinion is you don't like new. That's an old opinion. It's an old idea. Yeah. Don't let it don't let it root. It may take up space in your garden. You'd like to have something else be take up that space. Don't let it root out of habit and nonchalanceness. You know, just, hey, this is an old idea that I don't like new. Okay, let go of all your old ideas, or the result will be nil. What? I can't do that. Yeah, well, that's the greatest old idea that you can let go of old ideas. You can't. Hallelujah. Now you're free from the old ideas, but they don't seem to have been evacuated or killed or vanquished. There's just been a loss of interest in them. Hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, we can just, you can describe what you go through. There's, yeah, yeah. Like if you came out of a washing machine, you could probably describe it's different, you know, when it goes into spin and shit like that, because you'd experience it and you go, wait a minute, being in the washing machine had like five or six different things going on. First, there was spin, there was the water coming in, then tumultuous activity, then another air, hot air, all this, you know, you're here, you're here, to, you're awake, you, you can recognize stuff. Yeah. 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 And wow. then you recognize that hand that's moving everything, that invisible hand. And in the mystery, you have a great honoring and a gratitude. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful position or posture to hold as a person is yeah. to have gratitude and a sense of honoring. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds pretty cool. It is I, cool.
0: And I experience that sometimes. Enjoy that.
1: You can enjoy watching the whole fall and on, in the back of our house. There's only one leaf left in the olive, in the walnut tree. Only one, the last leaf. Yeah, It says the one left, it's all dark and brown, but it's still holding on and everything else is gone. What a beautiful uh, striptease I've been able to watch for the last few months. Incredible. Yes, incredible. And it's happening all around. Certain trees are holding on. The others have submitted. It's all great. We got a creek running across the street from the wet water. Oh, I hate the rain, but you like the creek. And without the rain, there ain't no creek. You love the sound of the creek, but you don't like the sound. You don't want the wetness of the rain. Well, this is the way it goes. For you to have the creek, the rain's got to go. That's how it works. You get used to it. You ride with what goes on. You know, it's not all everything's great for me all the time. Yeah. Things happen. Maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's about you being of maximum use. What? Oh yeah, maybe. And how do you know what's doing what to make you of maximum use? You have faith in it, being under this influence for 35 years. Yes, you do. It's not wild blind faith. It's faith in... uh, an observation: something is working that has a master view that you have a myopic view. So you surrender your myopic view and let the the panoramic view inform you of shit. Yes, yeah. This isn't out of virtue; it's out of pragmatism. You can't argue with the way it is. You're going to lose. You are. It's not a. Yeah, so I love the creek, but I hate the water, the rain. All right, well, then you're going to have to live in a place where there's no creeks. You ever try to go swimming in Tucson, Arizona? People have all the, they have the the coolers, they have the chaise lounges. The water is like a foot deep. You can't even get your whole body underlaying it there. So they go through the act of being, there's no bubble, it's not bubbling or going it's not going up fast enough over the rocks to make any sound it's just like fucking and there they are drinking their beer yeah yeah so they got no rain but they got no fucking river no creek yeah so what's a little bit of rain if there's a lot of creek that's fucking great (laughs) well Appreciate I was, what I'm telling you, bro, if you look at it like an old Smith, you know, a guy who was working in the irons, I've had to be, I was beaten into submission. I was fucking brought into a state of malleability. This was not, I was arthritic beyond my age in so many ways, emotionally, mentally, completely rigid and arthritic. And, man, the shit had to get pounded out of me. It doesn't have to be for everyone, but it had to be pounded on something reliable, which was the program, to get it. And now it's being reused, you know? The gold that was in there has been put to a different use. But this had to be put into a whole different shape, yeah? Did I like it? Did I like feeling uncomfortable, because I had no ability to have a viable re- re- relationship with another human being? No, I didn't. I didn't like that. I didn't like how I felt the first AA dance I ever went to, which was the last AA dance I went to. Did I want to feel uncomfortable and have to drink like eight Calistogas where one gin and tonic wouldn't have done a whole lot more? No, it was a lot of uncomfortability and restlessness. And, fucking shit like that. Yeah. But for some reason, I just stayed on the table. Yeah. Went through what was necessary to go through. And there you are. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you can put off operations. Yeah. But it doesn't work. You know, you can try to put them off forever and try to adapt to something that's not really adaptable. Or you just fucking surrender and yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I did not come into recovery uh, without scars, a lot of emotional traumatic shit. And those things had to be worked out, like someone pounding metal, yeah? And they went the way they went, someone will go through the same thing in a different way. But I knew I was in good hands who knows why, but I just knew it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is. So it has been. So I have seen that to be true. So I'm not looking for thy will to be done. I believe thy will is done. Yeah. Yeah. It's working.
0: Appreciate it, Paul. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. It wasn't you. I we were talking to everyone just now. Yeah. <laughs> Me talking to Chris stopped about 20 minutes ago. Great. Really, I actually very rarely starts talking to anyone here. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm going to take off or or unless we have another hand.
0: We don't have any other hands raised right now, Paul.
1: I have some little plans and designs for today. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is there, is there, is there ice cream? No, I don't. No, no, not ice cream. I enjoy mean, little. Hmm?
0: Enjoy your day, Paul. You deserve I it.
1: I will. I I will enjoy whatever comes. To... I'm. You know what? It's just great. Health is all right. It's just fantastic. Literally, yeah, yeah. Tada. I have this I get to play with this big dog and uh I have the anonymous cat, Amelia's a wonderful person. you know a lot of things you learn is through mirroring, you know, and so certain people I've met can I I'll take do you mind if I take two more minutes? This was another like thing to. this was another thing that blew my mind being an alcoholic. I was involved with this lady in a group of the Course in Miracles. Yeah. I met her through it. And then I went to visit her in where the center was, which is in Minnesota. I decided to go there, no Wisconsin, and spend the month of January there, which is pretty fucking insane. But it's super cold and everything. But I went there, and she was an incredible like light junkie she was demonstrating kundalini all this fucking stuff like she was if there was 11th dimension she probably had been going back and forth to there for years you know she was very fucking on and uh we got together and she she wanted to see if i wanted to be at this place she'd been there for five years and stuff and so I decided to sign up for a month and I went. And so after about two weeks, she asked me, hey, do you want to stay? I said, I don't really want to stay. It's too institutional for me. Yeah. I mean, they told her where she could stay and shit. And I've had enough of that. <laughs> so I was like, no. And I said, and she says, oh, that's great because I, I've decided to leave also. Well, it was really cool. She waited for me to have an untarnished event. And then I watched her participate 100% till the moment she left the place. Now, the way I would leave a place would I would fucking blow it up or blame someone or do some, make a weird fucking situation happen to give myself permission to leave. She just had the permission to leave, participated 100% and split. She didn't walk, have to have a resentment, had nothing. It was great because I had never lived like that. Seriously, I had it. So I, she mirrored a behavior that was foreign to me. It was fantastic that you just may want to go. <laughs> you don't need an 800 page, especially, you know, convicting everyone for the reason why you have to go. You just may want to leave. Something may come to an end. Yeah. (laughs) What? Oh yeah. It was great. It was really uh, another one of those profound events because I didn't know any better. But now I had the eyes to see people demonstrating, hey, perhaps there's a better way. Yeah. And I was willing I take the old ways. They're not working and adopt these other ways. Yeah. So, yeah. If you've been given eyes to see, look around. Yes. Yes, please. All right. So, Kathleen, thank you for today. Atara, nice to see you there. Chris and Olympia, hats off to you. Karen Ray. Karan. Karen, I know Karen very well. Nice to see you there. Lebowski. Oh, Lebowski has reappeared. Wow, fantastic. Nice to see you, James. Nice to see you very much. Lebowski is one of our founding members. Joseph C., another one from France. Joseph is hanging around with us for years now. Thank you, Joseph. Holding the space. Dana, there she is. She's she's picking new shit for her pink cloud. Very nice. Nick V. Nick V is ready to go. uh, He's going to go survival. He's a survivalist, I think. He's got, like, 20 bologna sandwiches inside that jacket. (laughs) I like it. Very good. Martin. Nice to see Martin. Dono. Pleasure, as always. Mia or Miak. There she is on the iPhone. Roman, as always. Thanks for all the support, Roman. On all the levels. Yes. Yeah. Axel, nice to see Axel Helman, Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. I loved a uh, Ilane. I think I got it close. Yeah, all right. I like that. I like the how the Germans the the names sound a lot better when they say them than they're not when I try to say them. See, uh, but it's also French. It's oh, like. French. Lian, Lian is very much French also. Oh, very sweet. it's nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Al Vegas as always. Samantha M. Jules on vocals. Oliver from Berlin, Stephen T. He's our uh, our custodian. Mike M. Rye I Claire E from Ramsgate. Uh, Jane G. Oh, Jane. Yes. My Bay Area compatriot. Rob, Kentucky, Claire. Oh, we got that. I think everyone I got. Lebowski with the peace sign just woke up from a nice nap. Very nice. Yes. Uh, Hey, thank you, everyone. Thanks for holding the space. Uh, Yeah, we'll be around, I think, Saturday. If you're around here, it's going to be at the church in Marin City, and there'll be a Zoom one o'clock Pacific time. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Oh, I just, thanks, Paul, I just wanted so to
0: let you know that the website still does say that it's at your house, but I informed Mike, so I hope he fixes it for Saturday.
1: Yeah, I informed them yesterday, but that's good. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. See you.